Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. All right, peeps, this is the part of the show that I get to give you a big old virtual hug. And thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This five-star review comes from J.A. Ben 12. J.A. says, Maudie is inspiring to listen to, and the topics discussed are always relatable. Great interviews keep me coming back for more. Thank you so much, J.A. I am so glad that you are loving the interviews because I'm pretty particular about who I have and invite on the show. I know that your time is precious, so I want to make sure the content delivered is super valuable. So thank you. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will make sure to get you a shout out on a future episode. All right. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. And let me just tell you, you are in for quite, but you know what? No, we're all in for quite the treat. You, me, everybody, because today is super special. Elise Enriquez, my life coach, is going to interview me and really peel back the layers of our relationship and um, and ask me all the questions that maybe I forget to share in the story. So I'm just going to stop talking. I'm going to hand it over to Elise. I'm going to have her just introduce herself and take it away. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Elise Enriquez. I am a productivity coach. I basically, the way I think about productivity, it's all about moving forward what matters most while still remaining to the people, experiences, and opportunities that are all around you. And I can't think of anybody that is more intentional about that kind of thing than Madi. So Madi, it's it's really an honor to be here because I have to say, happy 100 episodes. Yee! Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> And I'm kind of, I have to say, I'm especially honored. So number one, I think I was your first guest on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you were for sure. Um, like, I, I was I episode number two. Else. Yeah, I was episode number two, but I was the first a guest. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. But to get to be interviewing you for your 100th episode seems like an especially big deal because I've only released like a quarter of those episodes myself. I've only released 25 or 30 episodes myself. So that's a big deal that you're asking me to do this. So thank you. I'm honored because I consider you to be the expert on interviewing Mm -hmm. people compared to me. So thank you. Thank you. It is a big deal. I'm really proud of, you know, you know me, I'm a quick start and I'm also a quick stop. And so, (laughs) you know, both sides of my beautiful coin 
And yep. so this has been, like I say, a labor of love and a hundred episodes. I'm extremely proud. And so thank you so much for the compliments and thank you for the opportunity to, um, to answer your questions and to be interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly. I'm glad you let us know how you're feeling about it. Cause that's exactly what I wanted to know. Like a hundred episodes is a big deal. You've been doing this since 2019, right? That's when you kicked off the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just remember when, when you said that's what you're doing. I'm like, oh gosh, this is, you're meant for this. You're meant for this. So I'm so glad that you're still doing it because I have to, I got to give you a shout out real quick to say a couple things that I uncovered. 12% of podcasts only have one episode. So a what? bunch of people start podcasts. Uh-huh. 12%. Oh. A bunch of people start podcasts and don't keep them going. And I bet that number is even higher now because that was a 2018 study. And in 2021, podcasts, oh. number of podcasts created just like went through the roof. So you're ahead of the curve yes. there. Yes. 6% don't even make it past two episodes. Half of all podcasts have fewer than 14 episodes. So woman, I just want to make sure that people are understanding yeah. like what it means that you have pulled this off. So way to go. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I Confetti, confetti, confetti. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> I'll, I'll pop the champagne as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So proud of you. So, okay. The podcast started in 2019. You and I met back in 2009. So I was like a newbie little coach and we met in a networking group. But at some point along the way, I think it was in the next 12 months or so in the next year, between 2009, 2010, at some point you were just like, I think I need a coach. What was that about? What what was going on for you and your world that you decided that you wanted to invest in coaching? Yeah. Thank you for the question because a lot of times I don't take time to get curious um, on my past. I'm such a forward thinker as a seven. I'm always looking at the next right shiny thing. And so to get intentional and reflective about the reasons why I chose to do things is so important for me. And back then I had started my insurance agency right, right around that time. And there was a lot of training on how to sell insurance and not a lot of training on how to run a business or how to have a team. And so being a woman in a male dominated, dominated field, I felt like I had this facade, uh, that I was really good at putting up. I have this armor that the armor was like, Maudie knows everything. Maudie can do it all. Maudie can handle anything. And unfortunately that didn't get me very far because nobody knows it all. And so it was when it was that realization that I, mm-hmm. I, I want help. I don't want it from a guy in the insurance agency in the insurance world. I want help from a woman who knows what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And so we started group coaching because of that, because I knew I mm-hmm. needed, I needed some help and I knew it was time for me to I, I didn't know this then, then this is hindsight, but now I can see, I was slowly realizing it was time to put down the armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the know the know it all armor, yeah. which which never I don't think anybody would ever have perceived you that way. But that was what you were in terms of like being a know it all. Mm-hmm. But you definitely it definitely seemed like you had it all figured out, all right? Figured From the out. outside looking in, everything was fine. So totally. what was what was the reality behind the scenes then? Like, mm-hmm. what was it? Because you're just like, well, I just felt like I wanted to learn from somebody. But like, what what was it that wasn't working at that yeah. point in your career and in your life? Uh, everything except for (laughs) like everything except for 
ridiculous amount of sales. Like mm-hmm. I could fucking knock it out of the park and I can fucking knock it out of the park with anything I put my mind to. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. what I had done back then as a brand new business owner uh, was put all my eggs in that basket. And so I was mm-hmm. knocking it out of the park when it came to winning the awards, going on all the trips, making all the money. And I wasn't knocking it out of the park when it comes to really fostering my team, like the Mm -hmm. people who were standing beside me, knocking it out of the park. I was Mm -hmm. really not doing well at home as a mom, as a wife, I was not taking care of myself. And I can see now I was just functioning in burnout. And Mm -hmm. so I did not know all this at the time. I just knew something wasn't quite right. And yeah. that's, and that's why I said, yes, yes, me, me, please. To yeah. And that's a, I always feel like that's such a tricky spot to be in. It's like such a wonderful gift and such a hard gift at the same time, which is not this, mm-hmm. not this. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what's wrong. I don't know quite mm-hmm. sure what I need, but not this. Right. And it's, it's helpful information, but not the most helpful information. Cause it's like, so what then? And so wow. I have to say hats off to you for being brave enough to say like, I don't even know what, but I'm going to start talking with somebody about this and try to figure this out. Yeah. And I think in my mind, I probably assume was coach coaching was just going to help me knock it out of the park even further. Right. And right. It'll stay like, on the top of all the lists forever yeah, and ever. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was that in a lot of ways. And it wasn't that in any way that I, that I imagined, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, because yeah, because you started with like, okay, I need help with this. And like you said, maybe thinking like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, make more and more money in this world of insurance. I'm going to just grow my team even bigger and I'm going to have maybe different brands. I'm going to have like all these different things, right? Uh-huh. But that's not what happened. What happened was you kind of went, huh, I have these people that they're on my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it almost went from like a reactive kind of um not exactly reactive, but more just kind of like course correcting. You yeah. were course correcting with your team a lot. Yep. And then that pivoted to more like proactive coaching with yeah. your team. Yep. What what was that about? Like, do you remember that point at all? Like, I don't know if you remember specifically, like when you're just like, I could help my team do better too. Not for not just for the business, but for themselves. Because that was the thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like I want the business to grow. You wanted them to grow. What, right. what was that pivot about? I think I, I'm sure I read some amazing leadership book that talks about having meetings with your team once a week to, mm-hmm. you know, dialogue and blah, 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 all the things. So I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do that. Check, check that box. And all of a sudden these conversations became more intimate, more vulnerable, more real. Like we'd be able to get through the insurance stuff lickety split, right? Mm-hmm. Leading, leading, leading indicators, you know, folks on this, folks on that, some word track, all we could just get through that really quickly. And yeah. then I found at the end of the meeting, my team would say something like, Hey, I'm really wanting to pay off my car. Do you like, do you have any tips on that? I'm like, Oh my God, let's talk through that. Or, Hey, I'm having some issues with my significant other. Do you mind if I just like bounce a couple things off of you mm-hmm. and the conversations <laughs> went from very little insurance to mm-hmm. quite a lot of real talk yeah. and tears and authenticity and radical changes that these women 
were making for themselves in their lives outside of the business, Mm -hmm. which it dawned on me as soon as they kind of, not kind of, as soon as they began to like live their life on purpose outside of the insurance agency, all of a sudden they were coming to work happier, motivated, autonomous, driven. I'm like, oh no, there is something here. Happy team members. That's who I want to be surrounded by. And so about the same time I was getting sick and tired of selling, (laughs) selling Mm -hmm. insurance Mm -hmm. as well. Right. I had been hustling my ass off for a few years, getting this business off the ground. And so it was at that point where I thought I love coaching my team. Mm-hmm. And and that's really where I pivoted to becoming, focusing more on the people and the coaching mm-hmm. and their progress inside and outside the business uh, versus my hands deep inside the insurance agency. Well, and then even other insurance agents too, and other business owners and attorneys, like all these different mm-hmm. people, you started coaching after that too. And you said you said a phrase earlier that if anybody has listened to the podcast for more than one episode, well, I mean, it's the name of the podcast for goodness mm-hmm. sakes, but it's yeah. like you said living on purpose, right? Yeah. Like you're helping them live on purpose. Where did that even come from? Like this oh, this yeah. idea of living on purpose? We, you know, Tom and I, like literally the story is Tom and I were going somewhere. So we're at the SeaTac airport. We're at a bar beforehand and having our little date night. And we were talking to, of course, the um, amazing server. She was telling me all the things, all the things that, you know, she wants to do in her life. And I was like, you should come and be a team member. And we were like, you're coaching everywhere. You're just like, you're like constantly scouting for talent and potential. Yeah, totally. And so like literally after a couple of drinks, after that night, I posted a picture of us and I just hashtag living on purpose because I felt so on. I felt so right. It felt so like aligned. And so that is literally where it came from. And then I just started hashtagging the shit out of living on purpose and it became (laughs) my mantra. Right. And then I got it tattooed on my arm and it was so when I was like debating, I knew I wanted this on my arm and I looked through every single font, every single font. And I was like, why, why would I choose a font? My handwriting is is perfect for tattooing my mantra on yes. my arm, you know. Yes. And so that's how it was born. And it has become, I think, this kind of revolution. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a movement. It really it is. is. Movement. Yeah. And it, it's what's interesting is that you you really shifted from, you know, it was your team first, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like other people in your industry. Mm-hmm. And then it just became like women who yeah just want something more or that have lost themselves somewhere along the way. You know, they're often moms, right? They're often close in age to you, um, but they are doing lots and they're kind of just in, I think you've, you phrased it before as like as autopilot. They've just kind of been Mm -hmm. like an autopilot before or on, they're running on autopilot and you're like, why, why not? Why not decide what you want? Absolutely. Let's, let's do something different. If you want Let's do something different. Yeah. If you, I love it. If you want to. Yeah. Right. Right. It's all a choice. (laughs) Have you experienced the people that didn't want to, they acted like they wanted to, but then they didn't want to (laughs) when it got down to it. I think that's a lot of us. A lot of Mm -hmm. the time. I think we've all been there. Um, You know, speaking of this podcast hitting a hundred episodes, like I thought I wanted to for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't, I wasn't quite ready 
And so Mm -hmm. I didn't start, right. It was an idea for a long time. And so I think we've all been there at times. And then for me, what I've experienced and for some of the women that I've talked to the pain becomes unbearable, right? Yeah. Um, the pain and, and maybe the uncomfort because I, I wasn't in pain about not doing my podcast. It just felt really uncomfortable. Like I had this idea and this um, dream that I was letting fear stop me. And it just got mm-hmm. so uncomfortable that I was like, it's time to do something. And then I wanted to, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I have talked to a lot of women who who do have these dreams and are quite ready to take action. Yeah. And that might not, that might be a lot of the people that are listening right now. And that's the thing is, if that's where you're at and just listening to this podcast is your way to just stay in it somehow, like do that until you're ready. And and then of course, when you're ready, call Maddie, but whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm totally wanting to pitch you right now. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and even like, um, I still offer a 45 minute free discovery session. And I hold mm-hmm. a lot of these calls and a lot of these calls, what we discover is that they're not ready. But yeah. what I do as an advocate for my, my people is I ask, when should I follow up? And a lot mm-hmm. of times it's a month, two months. Other times it's, you know what? A year and a half, because then my child will be in preschool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I get to do that. I get to follow. Yeah. You get to be that person. Yeah. Remember that dream yeah. talking about, is it still in there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, what a gift. It's like, it's, those are the things that people can easily just let go of and you're helping them honor themselves by talking, just like talking mm-hmm. about the dream, mm-hmm. even if they're not ready to pursue it. I, I feel like it deepens like the planting of that seed and it waters and, yeah. and it just like, just keeps the hope of it alive until yeah. it's ready to do something until they're Absolutely. ready to take the action they need to take. Yeah, absolutely. Or it sometimes has the opposite effect. It's like, once you talk it out, you're like, oh, I didn't even, I needed to talk that through and I choose not right. I choose no, right? Yep, I can tell. Yeah, like Uh my, I can tell. Like there's some things where I I joke around with people where I'm like, you have only explored this in your head. Yeah, yeah. Right, you've only explored this in your head and you've explored all the reasons why you can't and you've explored all the ways it could go wrong and you've not tried anything to see if it could go right. Uh And sometimes you do need to go take action out in the world. But other times, yeah, you talk and you're like, what am I, never mind. Yeah, Yeah, no. I'm not even remotely interested. Forget this. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You and I have had those experiences where I'm just like, you're like, I think this and you start going through it. And then you're just like, well, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, not right now. Not right now. I have, I have, you know, I'm going to plug you now because this is what we do is (laughs) (laughs) in my GQs, which you have taught me through your uh, GIST program, your get your shit together program is to use GQs. And I have a queue, which you recommended is a someday, Mm -hmm. maybe queue. And yeah. it's my favorite cue because I can go and I have write a book on there. I have, I have so much in there. All of your and quick start ideas. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. All of my quick start ideas that, you know, another one that's on there is me and Tom's what, retreat, but we're not going to call it. He wants to call it a workshop or, or, or something really, really horrible and boring. Oh, yeah, totally. And I, don't know where that's going other than sometimes the ideas just need to be place a place to park them. Yeah. And then it might be never, that's totally fine. Yep. And it's at least somewhere safe where I can take a peek at it later on. 
Yeah, I like to say that someday maybe is a place you get to visit whenever you want to, right? Like you you toss some ideas in there and then you can visit them when Tom gets a, another idea about your couple's retreat, right? You guys can toss oh that God. idea in yep. there. Yeah. And then if you decide, right, that it's go time on that, then you have all of this stuff captured and you guys could just roll forward with it. Oh and if God. anybody's good at putting on a good event, it's you. I mean, like yes. you're oh, oh you're so much fun that way. Oh my God. It will be. Me- meaningful connections. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So speaking of you and Tom, actually, and just so for you and Tom together, you also on your own, you guys, you believe in therapy. Mm. You know, I do too. Um, As much as you and I both believe in coaching, we also both believe in therapy. What what role has therapy played in this journey for you when you kind of had Mm. it paired with coaching? Yeah, that's. So I didn't always believe in therapy. And Mm. when I first basically got written a prescription to therapy after my anxiety attack, I marched my high achieving ass in there and sat down and was like, I literally probably had a journal and a pen and was Uh like ready for my homework. Like whatever you need to tell me to do to fix me, I'm available for that checklist. And then I'll leave this (laughs) office and go. And, and he's like, Oh, sweetie that's not how it works. I was like, yeah, you're so cute. Right? <laughs> He's like, you're so cute. That's not how it works. And I was like, well, what the fuck then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And literally therapy has changed everything and how it yeah. works for me coupled with coaching is therapy gets into the cobwebs, gets into the past, yeah. gets into my patterns and helps me work through those. Mm-hmm. And so once I can, and I'm always going to be in therapy because I'm always working on clearing all of that up. And, and as I clear pathways and experiences and past traumas, I'm able to come into coaching with a little more energy and, mm-hmm. and I'm able to dream in a bigger, different way. And a reason I say that is because one of the beliefs I definitely didn't have about myself when I started therapy was uh, being worthy. Mm-hmm. I did not think I was worthy of anything beautiful and good. And I, I had to prove myself, always prove mm-hmm. myself along the way, you know, with braids. And then it was the business. And then it's like, what kind of mom are you? It's like, when I realized I had nothing to prove, it was like, oh my God, I can chase my dreams and like, just make myself happy. I don't mm-hmm. have to prove anything to anyone. That was the the most freeing, freeing thing that came from coupling therapy and coaching. Well, and, and what an amazing mom and partner and boss and coach you've become because of that, right? Like, because mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you just came to it worthy instead of hustling for that worthiness, which I know like mm-hmm. the hustle word is like, is one that you really try to help people with. And so it's just yeah. like, you're not hustling for the worthiness anymore. And you just get to show up and be amazing for people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for yourself. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. It's interesting that you said that, that you're like, and I will always have a therapist, right? Yeah. You know, I'll always be in therapy. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Like every time I think I, I just this last, my last session, I showed up to my therapy session going like, I don't really have anything to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. just went off <laughs> yes. for, you know, 40 minutes straight of just like this thing that I hadn't even like, wasn't even fully aware of. So it's like, absolutely. It's like, it's kind of some of the, 
the subconscious stuff and it's having that that kind of that person that's that's helping you just you yeah i think can be really helpful but you also you and tom also have a couples therapist too a couples counselor that that's that's a really cool Mm -hmm. dynamic to Mm -hmm. have too where it's just like the three of you together working on on something and let me just say this one story before i talk about tom well so tom and i have um or i have an episode that's already recorded um i'll I'll mark it in the show notes where I interview our marriage therapist, which is a really, really, really amazing, amazing episode. Love that episode. I I, I mean, I made my wife listen to it. I'm just like, this is so good. Yeah. So she's so good. And so actually Tom and And you were so good. You were, let me know. Stop. You were so good on it too. (laughs) No, because I think there's, you can have a great guest you know, to really get at the heart of what you want to share, you have to have good questions. And you had great questions in that episode, but you were also vulnerable and willing to share examples. And I think that's mm-hmm. what made it such a powerful episode. So, okay, Thank continue. <laughs> and, and Tom and I actually had therapy at noon today. We have, mm-hmm. we do it once a month and I call it, no, Tom calls it church and I call it the ping dungeon because <laughs> it's, it's hard for me. But what I wanted to comment about therapy is I'm such an advocate and all of my kids have seen therapists because I also think it's great to have just like a baseline, um, someone else like on your team, someone else in your Mm -hmm. back pocket. And so I know Aiden would not has, it wouldn't, would not mind me sharing this story. He had a really big traumatic experience in the beginning of his freshman year in college. And we actually ended up flying him home just to, just to sort, sort it all out sort it all out. Mm -hmm. And before he even got on the plane, he said, I need you to set up an appointment with um, my therapist. And Mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful thing to ask for. Mm -hmm. And making me emotional. (laughs) I know it was so beautiful. And, And it's, and it's not funny. I go to funny. It's funny. It's my default when I'm like, this is getting a little emotional. This is getting like, it was in my past pre therapy. I would have been really probably offended. Like mm-hmm. what? I, I'm the one you need. Mm-hmm. I'll be here. Why can't you talk to me about this? Why can't you talk to me yeah. about this? Really guarded. And, and I'm so thankful for therapy, for letting me not have that experience and, and just be able to hear, hear what my child needed and then provide it for them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, advocate big time, big time, big time for all the therapy, all the things. See, I feel like this is what your podcast is about so much is is letting people in mm-hmm. and just all of your work is about letting people into your experience so you can bring them along with you. It's very you're very much leadership oriented in a way that people might not think about leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so funny because some of the earliest work we did was on um on your purpose. And I remember you being worried that you weren't going to know what your purpose was. But one of the things, one of the examples we talked about in your purpose work was about the whole half marathon thing. So I I don't remember if we talked about this in 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 episode two of your podcast or not, but just this, this whole thing about how we were talking about this big, like top of the world moment that you had, and it was about running this half marathon. And when you told me the story about it, it wasn't about the actual accomplishment of running the marathon. It was about getting everybody to one, sign up for the marathon and then train for it. You Mm -hmm. were like the little freaking ringleader, Mm -hmm. like 
taunting everybody every day over text going, did you train yet? I did my run already, you know, kind of thing. Because then you didn't even actually, you forgot to sign up for the actual Uh marathon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then just like ran it in your own neighborhood, right? So it wasn't even like the accomplishment. It was the journey and the challenge and kind of rallying people. And so I feel like that's what your work is about. Mm -hmm. And you do that actually really specifically in actual challenges. So in these past few years, it I've watched you discover challenges for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Either sign Mm -hmm. up for other people's challenges, but now more powerfully in the past few years, you've been creating them. Yeah. And it's what I love about it is you're not creating them always. Sometimes you're creating Mm -hmm. them as the expert on that topic, but sometimes you're creating them as the person that wants to experiment and try something too. And then you're saying, who wants to join me? Like, come along with me while we figure this out together. Yep. Why do you think it is that challenges have been such a powerful part of your growth, of your experience, and of the way that you serve people and help people? Yeah. Oh, I love a good challenge. And and you're right. For me, as a seven on the Enneagram, so an enthusiast, mm-hmm. always looking for the next, I want to say best thing, but it's never that, the next shiny thing <laughs> in my world. <laughs> Um, or interesting and, thing, right? Or compelling thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Fun, exciting. Um, a challenge is a great way for me to experiment with life. And what I've realized about myself is I really am not a fan of experimenting solo. And mm-hmm. so when I started my mile a day challenge, I believe that was my first one. I did it on on Facebook, right? Day one, day two. And then, and then by showing what I was doing, other people were like, what is this? And, and that really sparked the idea of, oh my God, possibly other people would be willing to experiment and try things and have fun and, um, with me alongside Mm me. And so I fell into it again by accident, kind of like so I'm going to say accident is the wrong word because it was all very intentional, but it felt accidental that maybe coincidental, maybe as the universe, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. coaching where a woman was, saw me coaching my team. And she was also an insurance agent and said, Hey, would you coach me? I had never even considered a career. You're like what? Yes. <laughs> You're like, what? I was like, what? And then very quickly, like, Oh my God. Yes. I love coaching my team. I would love to coach you. And so the same exact thing with challenges. I was loving my mile a day. A couple of people said, Hey, like what's going on? Oh my God. Wait, what? Yes. This is perfect. This is exactly, exactly how I want to gather amazing people. And so, yeah, I don't do it all the time. And I think that's, that's a great thing for me. I'm always running some sort of funky challenge for myself in the back of my mind. But a lot of times when I decide to do a bigger one, maybe one that's going to be a little more challenging. I know for myself, I invite other women along for the journey. And this last, um, the one that we did in January, we did a dry January challenge and I opened it up to men as well. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know how many, there's over a hundred people in that free challenge. And that, um, it was, it was amazing. That was one of the free ones where I'm like, Hey, I'm not the expert here. I want to be, I want to be standing beside you as we tackle Mm -hmm. this thing. And we learn about ourselves. And so, um, I just, and I also just think it's fun. It taps Mm -hmm. into my, like, I need to be having fun. I need to be yeah. loving what I'm doing. I I don't want to be quote unquote working. You know, it's all about yeah. the play for me. And a challenge because you're learning so much about yourself. 
it's all play. It's all fun. You get to like fuck up and screw up and hate it and be like, oh my God, that's still fun because it's just a challenge. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, you're weird that way, right? <laughs> Am I? Am I weird that way? Well, it's so cute because I, when you say that, that it's like, that it's fun. I get it because that's how you are. That's how you're wired. And at the same time, though, your challenges aren't just like, because I participated in your challenges yeah, before. Right. They're not just like do this thing every day for, for you know, X number of days mm-hmm. or stop doing this thing or whatever it might be or replace this thing with another thing. You always include reflection. You mm-hmm. always, you really encourage people to journal about like mm-hmm. every day, just like jot down something about your experience of this challenge. Yeah. And that that's hard work. <laughs> Yeah, but it's powerful work. And so I love that it's not just like, hey, like, see if you can do this for seven days or 20 days or 30 days. You are saying, okay, what did you learn about yourself today? Mm -hmm. And that's that is what I think is so profound about what you're doing. And you share what you're learning, too. Right. So I am very much more of a let me figure it out. And then I'll show you and share with you. And you are very much like, let's figure this out together. And I, and we need all these different types in the world, right? And so I love that you are willing to let Mm -hmm. people be on the journey with you. And that is such a major part of how you operate and how you're Mm -hmm. wired and that you're getting to just honor that. And I get to honor my style, right? So we all get to honor our styles. And I love that you honor your style. I love it. That is so, you know, I never even really considered myself odd in that way, but it kind of like, well, just compared to me, you know, like if I'm the center of the universe, then you're a weirdo. And I'm super odd. I'm super odd. (laughs) But even like, you know, I'm on this wallpaper kick, like I'm wanting to like brighten up my house. And so I did one wall and I short shared it all over my stories. And I was so excited because it turned out like rad. And then I ordered wallpaper for the living room. And it's like an hour later peeling off like the watch. The wallpaper like literally rejected. (laughs) No, I, you're like, I think, would you say it's like making its own choices? I think is what you said. I was dying. And this is what I love about you. You're just like, oh, well, that's funny and fun. Totally. This is just like part of my challenge. My challenge right now that I'm working on is fall in love with where I live. I was trying to do some wallpaper and it totally rejected my home. And and that's what I find fun. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. When it's like a fuck up because it's just like, I get to be curious. And, yeah. and when it doesn't work out the way in my mind, I, I had it intended to work out. I get to say it was just an experiment. It was just a challenge. We're just having yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like what did, what did I learn? What am I going to do different? Or do I even want to do anything different? Like, yes. oh, that was uh-huh. enough for me to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, me, I love, I love it when people get into action, right? Like I'm like, I'm big on running experiments mm-hmm. too. Like we need to get people into action so they can find out what works and what doesn't. And your challenges get people into action and it, yeah. and it doesn't have to be big action. It's just daily something, just yeah. one thing daily that they can yeah. be doing differently yeah. or new or yeah. more intentionally. That's, yeah. that's what I love. I also love the quick wins. Like I, and when yeah. I say quick, I mean like two or three weeks in maybe. And and I have shorter challenges and there are some quick wins. So actually I take that back. It's quick win daily. Like you mm-hmm. start a challenge with me, you're winning right away. And I, as a coach, I don't get to walk next to my clients day in and day out. So I don't get to yeah. experience the wins until it's like time for our next session. And then we'll touch on it really quickly, but then we're usually moving on to, to what's yeah. next. Right. And so for me, I find so much joy watching women 
inside the challenge, experience wins. Yeah, daily. You're seeing daily daily progress, daily momentum. Daily insights like, oh my God, I just had an aha while I was X, Y, and Z. Like what? Yes, it's all about ahas and learning about ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what this is all about. If somebody hasn't who's listening has not done one of your challenges before, I encourage you to join Maddie's next live challenge to see the uh, just you don't even have to do the challenge. (laughs) Just sign up and get inspired by the ahas. Just that you could be a lurker the first time around. It's okay. It's okay because you will seriously get so much by just being a lurker. Because like I said, I have participated in the challenges before, and sometimes I have been an active participant, and sometimes I've been a lurker because like oh. I wasn't ready for this challenge yeah. yet, but it's still motivating and inspiring yep. mm-hmm. to see what other people are learning. It is. So, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. You, your energy. I love it. You get so. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I know I have one coming up in June and I, I'm just like so excited. So excited. Well, but you also have one that's available right now. So I, I would think it's fair to say that when we met, in 2009, you didn't know it and I didn't know it at the time, right? Because we, we were just getting to know each other and it was kind of this a slow awareness, but you were in a funk, right? Yeah. You had yeah. kind of like lost yeah. yourself. Yeah. You weren't, you were really just like going, what does everybody think I'm supposed to be doing? And I guess I'll do yeah. that, which is so funny because that is not, so not who you are now. <laughs> right. So not you. Inherently, that is not who you are. But at that yeah. point. It was really like, what am I, just somebody tell me what to mm-hmm. do, right? Just somebody tell me what to do. So I would say that over the past 10 years, 10 plus years, right? It's been like, I guess it'd be like 13 years. Oh my God, yes. You have been working mm-hmm. on so many different ways to approach this. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the way, you started cracking the code on how to kick that kind of funk. And so now you actually have a kick the funk challenge yeah. that people can just do at any time now. Is that right? Yeah, it's just free five day kick the funk challenge that you can do anytime. That so tell us more about it. Like how does it how does it work and where did yeah. it come from? Yeah. Okay. So earlier this year, a lot of stuff happening. I was just feeling off, just feeling funky, just kind of feeling like Washington weather's got me down. I'm like kind of blah, kind of like gray. Nothing was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But I just felt off. I felt kind of funky. And so I I thought okay, how could I kick this funk? And as I was really digging into really all the things that we've worked on over the past 13 years, and I've learned in coach or therapy, I was like, I'm going to put together this, this kick the funk challenge, because Mm -hmm. here's something I know about life. If I'm feeling a certain way, I know other women are experiencing the exact same thing. And what I also know is that if other women are experiencing today, they could possibly be experience it later on. So that's yep. kind of the idea of having it available now and forever. Mm-hmm. And so I put together this kind of my most uh, big, expansive, like it was just a like big comprehensive, deal. comprehensive yeah. challenge. Yeah, it was yeah. my biggest, most comprehensive challenge that I've done to date. And it was amazing. It was so phenomenal. In five days, we can really learn a lot about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting yesterday. I have to tell you, I was in such a shit mood yesterday. (laughs) I was so Tom's like, how are you? How are you doing? I'm like cranky, (laughs) just (laughs) cranky, you know? And I just needed a day. And at the end, I was, as I was reflecting on my day, 
I thought, okay, I gave myself today and I, I am not really wanting to feel this tomorrow. I thought, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is exactly what kick the funk challenge also does. So mm-hmm. not only is it a comprehensive challenge for anyone who's feeling funky, feeling off, not like themselves. If you just have a shit day, it is a great foundation for how to kick that funk, how to kick that crank. It's just a feel good, a a five day feel good challenge that benefits all really. Yeah. You get to like, the cycle doesn't have to be as long because Mm -hmm. if once they go through the kick the funk challenge, Mm -hmm. they have the foundation to get out of that cycle more quickly. Is that what it sounds like? Okay. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. That is awesome. So where, how do people like, it's so funny because it's like, it's like, I feel like this is my podcast right now. I'm just like, so how do people like Mm -hmm, sign up mm -hmm, for the challenge? mm -hmm. (laughs) But how do they tell them where to go? How do they sign up for the challenge? I will go ahead and put it in the show notes. And then I have it on my Instagram, my link in bio. It's just always for now, not always for now. It's the the top one, top little link in bio click and uh, you sign up. And you get your first email right away. And then after that, you get emails at 7 a.m. for the next five days. And um, you're off to the races. And And they go to like actual videos and stuff, right? You get like actual coaching videos and everything. Coaching videos. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah, it it is awesome. And if you have a girlfriend, I would suggest doing it together. That would be even more fun. Yeah, having the accountability mm-hmm. and the and just the like deepening your awareness. I know with my bestie, we even if it was just over Marco Polo, that'd be a great yes. way to do it, right? Like just Marco Polo each other and give each other updates yes. on what you did in the mm-hmm. challenge that day. Cause my best friend and I do that all the time. And just to even have the place to process is really helpful. I love that. Absolutely. You, okay. Yeah. You and your bestie, if you guys did, and actually if anybody, if anybody did kick the funk already, mm. like be sure to like post about it and tag kick the funk and all that kind of stuff so that people can learn about this challenge because it really will change how you operate in your life and in your world. I Absolutely. love it. I know. Me too. I love it too. Yay. Okay. I got to wrap this up, right? Okay. I got to, I got to try to be a good, like pretend host on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this would not be a Living on Purpose podcast episode if I did not ask the final question. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> Madi, Madi, Madi. What does living on purpose mean to you? Mm. So it all starts with awareness. And when we were talking about the challenges and talking about how journaling is part of every single challenge, it just dawned on me as we were having this conversation is that journaling, that awareness is where living on purpose really starts Mm -hmm. because uh, it's really difficult to live an intentional, purposeful life without awareness. And so Mm -hmm. for me, living on purpose starts with awareness and then making really intentional choices to move your life forward in the direction you choose for your life. Yes, absolutely. The way, what you want, what you want. I love that. That's right. Well, my friend, my dear, dear, sweet friend, it has been an honor. It's been so cool to get to interview you for your podcast. Happy 100th episode. I am so ridiculously proud of you in so many ways. And I think the podcast is one of the ways I'm most proud of you because it is hard. Mm. It is hard to be this consistent. And in, as a type seven, as you mentioned earlier, it's especially it can be especially hard. So I am crazy proud of you and all the work that you've brought into the world and all the good that you're doing. So thanks so much. 
Thank you, Elise. And thank you so much for being willing to play pretend host on the Living on Purpose <laughs> podcast. It means You're a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.